0: Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the IB Insider Podcast. Today, we will be doing something a little special. We decided to interview several teachers who incorporate the AP course with the IB course or classes, and we would like to ask them several questions on why and some of the benefits of doing so. The first interview is with IJ interviewing Ms. Harris who teaches psychology.
1: So I understand, Ms. Harris, that you mix AP elements into the IB course and my first question is, is incorporating AP elements into an IB course circumstantial in your case? Like for example, uh, maybe it depends on the number of students in the IB course?
2: Uh, I don't believe that it depends on the number of students in the IB course, honestly. I do believe that it's circumstantial because because we're a smaller school. And I will say that I think many students in Bahrain come into the psychology not knowing any psychology uh, to speak of and consequently the AP course, I think is a really good foundation Mm -hmm. for IB year two. And we have found that other schools our size do the same. what it does is it gives you a foundation in all of the terminology it familiarizes you with some of the studies and prepares you so that when you get to year two you and you and you read the book they have an expectation that there are certain things that you already know
1: okay and so i the, think
2: ap does that
1: so the reason we incorporate ap elements into the ib course is because of their school size
2: part of it from what I understand I know that um, when Miss Kay went to the training as the coordinator she found that most of the schools our size Mm -hmm. that is what they do which we didn't know but it was interesting that they also addressed that issue by by offering the two together okay
1: and uh, for putting AP elements into the uh, psychology IB course specifically that was your choice Mm -hmm. right or was that
2: uh no that's uh, the way it was done when i came three years ago
1: and it would have gone the same way regardless if we had like let's say 24 IB students or if we had four IB students
2: um i'm not positive about that but my guess is yes you know some schools as you and i had discussed before have pre-IB programs but we're too small to do that and consequently we do get students into IB year 1 who really are not familiar with psychology oh. and and if you're not familiar with psychology then then AP helps you get ready okay so to write the papers necessary so, in year two
1: so in IB let's say we did not incorporate any IP AP elements so the year one IB would be like difficult to do because
2: it's not a beginner course per se I think that the IB material would be very difficult if you didn't already have some understanding for instance we will start with uh, the biological level of analysis and if you hadn't already done in year one the biological portion of AP then how would you wouldn't really understand what you were reading because IB year two is so research heavy okay but if you didn't know those things then that would be very difficult to understand the research if you didn't Mm -hmm. understand the basic first
3: all right
1: does that
2: make sense
1: yeah, and then my second question, which you kind of already answered, uh, how do you incorporate AP elements into an IB course?
2: Well, the first year, as you know, I teach it strictly AP, because in my three years of experience with this, if you don't know just the basics of biological, of cognitive, of sociocultural aspects of psychology, then there's, you, how will you ever know how to write those papers? Okay, so
1: the reason why you put AP is for psychology is to help you understand. Yeah. You already answered this question, but um, I my third question was, why do you incorporate AP elements into the IB course?
2: Well, I, I think, yeah, you're right. I, I sort of already answered that. I think it's very... It flows very nicely in psychology. I don't know how it works in the other courses, but in psychology, because you don't already know those things, there are three papers that you write in psychology for the IB diploma. You write paper one, which is, it includes the biological level of analysis, cognitive level of analysis, and sociocultural level of analysis. So those three, you have to be familiar with, and consequently, if you didn't have the basic knowledge that you get in AP, that would be very difficult to write that paper. Paper two is you choose two extra areas, and you write paper two about those two extra areas. It could be abnormal psychology, it could be developmental is one, uh, health psychology is one of the choices, And the fourth choice is sociocultural again. And consequently, and you write, if you're higher level, you write on both of the topics that you've been given. If you're standard level, you choose the one that you wanna write. And so if you have an understanding, a basic understanding, then that allows us in year two to really talk about the study and, and how you would write that paper. And then the paper three is only for higher level students and it is you look at a study that has been done and then they ask you questions about the method of that study and the methodology behind it and so higher level students answer that question as well and finally everyone in the class writes their an IA and you choose a study and you replicate it and I think if you if you've had AP in year one that you understand the basics of what is what the expectations are Mm -hmm. for year two
1: and um... AP has their own assessments that they do every year. Do we, yes. do we as IB students do any AP assessments? Do we have to do that? In psychology that
2: is. You mean at the end of year one? Yeah. It has been required simply because what it does is it's a really good indicator of how that student can, the expectation of how that student will do in year two. Do they have the basic knowledge that they need to move into year two of IB.
1: Okay, so basically if you're in the IB course and you're doing year one, you have to take
2: the AP Psychology exam and it's showing you how well you do. That has been in the past, that has been a rule. You take it and that gives a really good indication of how prepared you are Mm -hmm. to actually write those papers.
1: Do you use these scores for
2: predicted grades or anything else within the IB course? Not particularly. I certainly keep it in my in the back of my mind how people did, mm, and whether okay. I felt like they were really prepared. So it's like a diagnostic. Yes, and and the thing is that when you write those papers, what will become more important this year is becoming a good writer, writing to the rubrics. And so we will start, and we will start with um, actually we will start with paper three and talk about the expectations of paper three we will also go ahead and choose our internal assessment which study we would like to do our internal assessment on and you'll begin to build the the plan of how you're going to carry that out yeah um, and that may be kind of tough if a lot of you are virtual i'm going to be virtual and so it it may be a little tough because you won't have the student population to draw from and we'll talk about that
1: yeah uh, Ms. Harris, there's something I just want to clarify something about year one because I don't know how to phrase this question exactly. Um, so in year one, we do strictly AP. Is do you know what the year one course IB syllabus looks like for psychology or not
2: necessarily? There isn't really one. So teachers, some teachers from my just uh, talking to other IB teachers, some teachers teach the first half of the book the first year and the second half of the book. The second year, as I said, a lot of teachers do teach AP the first year and, and, and uh, then mm-hmm. deal with IB the second year. The way I've done it is I, partially because of the size of our school and, and the expectations is I just, I don't even worry about the IB essays and papers in year one. I simply focus on getting the material out there. Then year two, what you all will see is it is focused on the writing. So year one, they
1: don't, in IB, they don't have like a set syllabus. Because I also heard in IB in general, uh, teachers are allowed to teach their own way as long as they follow a basic set of rules.
2: They are. Okay. The, the, the goal in IB is to prepare the student to pass the IB exam, okay. and however the teacher feels that that is best accomplished, that's how the teacher does it. I will say I've done it for three years. When I moved to Bahrain, I had never had a psychology class. I have never had a student fail the psychology exam. Okay. Because I think the key is understand the basics and then understand the writing process. Okay. And so I just simply address that in year two.
1: IB doesn't have a, in IB, they don't have like year one, they don't have a beginner course type thing at all.
2: No. Okay.
1: So that's why you put AP in because that's a a perfect That's why the school did that. Okay.
2: And I think it doesn't work as well in some subject areas. I think it works very well for us. Uh,
1: I think, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's what I wanted to ask for the interview. Thank you very much.
0: The second interview today is uh, Mr. Cooper, who teaches physics, and RN will be interviewing him.
4: So Mr. Cooper, the first question I want to ask you is, is incorporating AP elements into an IB course circumstantial? And what are the circumstances?
3: Well, I'm not sure I understand the question. Certainly there are elements in AP Physics or AP Maths or whatever that are in IB Physics or IB Maths or whatever. So the curriculum is not that different. There are some topics in both Mathematics and in Physics, and probably in Chemistry and so forth, that are not in in IB but not in AP. Almost everything in AP is in IB. Almost everything, I would say if anything. IB like, in the in
4: the, in the first year, mainly. Oh, you're just talking
3: about the first year? Well, mm-hmm. in this case, yeah. Well, so, in both physics and in mathematics, the IB program goes through less material than AP does, because in AP Physics, it's one year, whereas in, in IB Physics, it's expected that you're taking two years, right? So automatically, yeah, we try to stick more into AP physics than in one year than they do in IB physics first year. That's true of mathematics as well.
4: How do you guys incorporate AP elements into IB? Or are they just the
3: same? Yeah, they're almost the same. We don't have to incorporate AP physics into IB so much as incorporate IB into AP. like most of them are just they have the same information there's no incorporating too much well so one of the things about IB if you look if you go to the the IB organization's website and you look at the curriculum it lays out how many hours you have per topic and if you look at that you'll see that they don't give you as many hours as would take a year whereas in AP, we spend a whole year on calculus. That means that IB has cut down on the number of topics in calculus and has added other things on top of that. There are things you do in IB mathematics year one that we do in pre-calculus, actually. So for students who've taken pre-calc before they do IB mathematics year one, whether it's uh, AA, or uh, which is the applications and analysis, or for Yeah, if they do the other level, either way, um, there should be overlap.
4: Yeah, I've done it. I've done that. There is a lot of overlap. That's true. Yeah. Final question. What is the main reason that people or like our school incorporate AP elements into like the IB course? Or like, how do they mix in classes?
3: Yes. So to my knowledge, we're not doing that at all this coming year. We won't have to anymore. I think that's that's the answer to that. We did in the past. Is there any reason why in the past? Strictly uh, numbers of teachers. Yeah, and, and the thing is to teach IB mathematics, um, the IB program, the IB organization requires that the teachers have done specific IB training. Yes, yes, makes sense. Yeah. And so the thing is that not everybody, not, not all math teachers have done that. So not all math teachers can teach IB mathematics. And because there is calculus, even in year one of IB mathematics, that means you're getting a calc teacher. And our school, you know, for American diploma encourages the AP courses, whereas uh, students who are not going for the American diploma are encouraged to take the IB courses. Yeah, it makes sense there's one calculus teacher and he's got to teach or she's got to teach both courses and typically together because there's IB year one IB year two which in some ways are both calculus classes by the way right there's calculus in in IB year one AA at least
4: yes I think even in
3: in, uh, AI it's touched on but in AA there's a fair number of hours given to it that's a calculus class and AP calculus is a calculus class then year two is a calculus class and so if you have one calculus teacher and you're going to get some some situations where the teacher can't be in two places at once so they have to combine students.
4: That's true. That's true. Okay.
3: Thank you for being
4: on our podcast, Mr.
0: Well, that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you Miss Harris and Mr. Cooper for being on our podcast. If you have any questions regarding anything that we discussed today or in any or really in any past episodes, feel free to leave them in the comment section of whatever platform you happen to be listening to and hopefully we'll see you next time. Bye.